0: Rachel Miller, and I'm so glad that you are here listening today. We are in the middle of nature sessions right now. We've talked about the clouds and the sun, and today we're talking about grass. And you might be wondering a couple of things. One, why, if this is called the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast, are we talking about nature? And two, why are we talking about grass? So first of all, we're doing nature sessions because this podcast is all about being real about the hardships that we face in life, because this life does have troubles and hardships and hard circumstances, but we can find God's goodness in the midst of it. We know that he is good. He is our truth. He is our hope and he is holy and righteous and pure. And we can have full confidence in who he is and how much he loves us. Even when things are hard, he does not leave us or forsake us. So that is why we have this podcast, and this Nature Sessions is helpful for us to get outside of ourselves. Because when we're going through hard times, especially, especially if you're like very introspective, sometimes we can internally process everything that's going on when things are hard and focus on ourselves, focus on our circumstances, what's going to happen to us, instead of looking outward and upward. When we get outside, when we see the creation that God has made, we can see the beauty in the sky lifting our faces up to the heavens. We can look at the plants of the fields, the flowers, the trees. We can see the faces of the people who are made in the image of God, and we can remember how big this world is and how small we are, and that our circumstances are small. And if God is over this whole world, and if he's over all the peoples of the earth, then he is also sovereign over our lives and our circumstances. So when things are hard, it's important for us to see what God has made, what God has done, what he's doing, and what he will do, because we know that he will not fail and that our circumstances will pass away, but his word does not pass away. So that's why we're doing nature sessions. And specifically, we are doing grass today, which might sound kind of silly because it's not like a big monumental nature thing, such as mountains or the ocean or things like that. However, we have a lot of grass, at least here in the the Midwest of the United States. There's a a decent amount of grass outside, and it's actually referenced a decent amount in Scripture, which is interesting. So we're going to go through some of the passages that talk about grass, just like referencing it, and I'll give you a little context of where those passages come from, but we won't get into all of that because we kind of want to focus on what grass is showing us about who God is and what that means for our daily lives. Like how does what God's word says about grass, how does that affect us in our day-to-day lives? So first we're just going to go through some of the scriptures. Um, not an exhaustive list, but it does talk about grass quite a bit. And the Hebrew word for grass, um, it's spelled, in the English pronunciation is spelled H-A-S-I-R. So I don't know if you say it like I would love to study Hebrew and learn more about that. But that is the the Hebrew word, and it's used a lot, um, especially talking about things that pass away quickly, something that's perishing. Grass is not something that lasts a long time, like trees or canyons and big rock formations, but grass is something that passes away. So looking at some of the scriptures starting in the Old Testament, again, this is not an exhaustive list, but In Deuteronomy 32, verse 2, this is the song of Moses among his last words before he dies. He says, Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. This is also a sneak peek, because in a couple weeks we'll be talking about rain. Um, Also, in 2 Samuel 23, verses 2-4, through and this is among David's last words, and what's really cool is that God made a covenant with David about the future king. And it was he received lots of prophecies about Jesus who would come as the Messiah to save us. And so some of his last words kind of reference that future king who we know Jesus came to be our Messiah. So 2 Samuel 23, verses 2 through 4. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel said to me, when one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise, on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. So, it's talking about the one who rules over the people, which could be talking about Jesus, and how he's like um, the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. Then, in Second Kings nineteen twenty-six, this is not such a beautiful prophecy is actually Isaiah's prophecy about Sennacherib's fall. He says, their people drained of power are dismayed and put to shame. They're like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. So this is kind of showing how grass tends to pass away. It's not something that lasts a long time. In the same way, there's a prophecy against Moab in Isaiah 15, and this is verse 6. It says, the waters of Nimrim are dried up and the grass is withered. And the vegetation is gone, nothing green is left. So again, something that withers, passes away. It's a prophecy against this nation of Moab. And then this is a more joyful, uplifting passage from Isaiah 35. It's about the joy of the redeemed. And this verse 7 says, The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. So it's showing life and um, hope and redemption. Then, okay, we're going to get into a little bit of the New Testament now. And I promise we're going to get into what what this all says about God and what it says about us, like what we do in response to what God's word says about grass. So stay with me. There's a couple passages here. In Mark 6, this is when Jesus was feeding the 5,000, starting in verse 39 and going through verse 44. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples and to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. Then in Matthew 6, this is Jesus talking about why we should not worry, verses 28 through 34. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, in the Old Testament, grass is used a lot in prophecies and such. And in the New Testament, we see... Jesus sitting people down in the grass and then he provides for them, gives them food of bread and fish. He multiplies the five loaves and the two fish and there's leftovers. And then he also talks about how the grass is clothed so beautifully and grass is here today gone tomorrow. So why are we worried about God providing for us and clothing us? So anyway, all in all, what we see in these scriptures is how grass really does pass away. In Isaiah 40, verse 6 through 8, it says, A voice was, crying, was saying, cry out. Another said, what shall I cry out? All humanity is grass. Guys, we are grass. That's pretty majestic. Not really. <laughs> all humanity is grass, and all its goodness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fade, when the breath of the Lord blows on them. Indeed, the people are grass. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God remains forever. So what we can see about grass is that we are grass. We're here today, gone tomorrow. There have been generations upon generations upon generations of people in this world, many people who have been forgotten long time ago. We don't remember them anymore. And the people who are here today, to us, it seems like everything is big, but really we are small. And someday, if this world continues for generations and generations and generations before Jesus returns, someday we might be remembered, we might not be. We're just grass, here today, gone tomorrow. We pass away. But what stays, the word of our God, remains forever. The things that he said on creation have been remembered through all the generations and will be continued to be remembered through all generations. His word never passes away. So, What we see about us in this is that even though we are loved and valued by our Father and He wants us to be part of His family and to live eternally with Him, that's why He sent Jesus for us so that we could have that eternity with Him, we are not super big and significant, honestly. We are a small piece in this world. We are an important and beautiful part of this world, but it's all about Him. His word never passes away, but we will pass away. So we want to put our faith and confidence in him and not in ourselves because we are grass and flowers. We pass away. Another thing that's really cool when we focus on the passages in the New Testament from Mark 6 and Matthew 6, we see how Jesus sits the people in the grass and he provides for them. And then we see how God clothes the grass and much more he will clothe us. So we see that he provides for us. And in Psalm 23, it's the passage about the good shepherd. It says that he lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. So he provides us with rest as well. He gives us rest. He is our shepherd. He guides us into green pastures. So it's important for us to see him as our shepherd. He is sovereign over all. He's sovereign over the grass that's here today, gone tomorrow, and he's sovereign over us. Humanity is grass, so he is sovereign over us. We are his. We pass away like the grass, here today and gone tomorrow. He is sovereign and everlasting. We can trust him with our lives. He provides our every need. He gives us rest. We need not worry about tomorrow. He closed the grass of the field. He will take care of us. So let us humble ourselves, for we are but grass, and he is glorious and full of splendor. He is ours. And there's a beautiful passage in Isaiah 51, verses 12 through 16. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you fear mere mortals, human beings who are but grass, that you forget the Lord your Maker? Who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundations of the earth, that you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor who is bent on destruction. For where is the wrath of the oppressor? The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeon, nor will they lack bread. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who say to Zion, you are my people. My friends, what do you fear? It will pass away. His love will never pass away, and we cannot be separated from his love. Neither height nor depth, nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We cannot be snatched out of his hand. Who do you fear? We are all but grass. What can mere mortals do to you? Fear the one who on judgment day will decide where we spend eternity. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but those who trust in the Lord are kept safe. What are you worried about? He closed the grass of the field, but when he made man in his image, he said it was very good. He made us for him, and he gave himself for us. He is all-powerful and sovereign. He's got you in the palm of his hands. He's got you. Thanks for listening today to Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Stay tuned as we continue with Nature Sessions, and next week we'll actually be talking about the ocean and his vast love for us, which is perfect for Valentine's Day coming up. So again, thanks for joining. You can also join us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Join our Facebook group. We share prayer requests, encouragement, different scriptures, and all just to encourage you throughout the week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.